It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine in Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. We've got a lot to cover. Full lake reports from all across the state. We've got the latest on Winnie, Leach, the immediate Brainerd Lakes area, Malax, and we'll put a special spotlight on Lake Edward this week. All that and more, plus another great recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment, brought to you as always by Oars and Mind in Crosby. No matter if your goal is pike, trout, walleye, or bass, Oars and Mind gives you 10 different ways to get the bite. The next time you're in the Cuyuna area, Oars and Mind is a must-stop located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And let's kick the show off with our local report. As always, Ray Gildow joins us with the Nisswa Guides League. And Ray always keeping an eye on the immediate Brainerd Lakes area and Lake Winnie, which is where we'll start, Ray, uh, again, up on Lake Winnie. Uh, what are you hearing up there? Well, you know, I've heard that if you're going to go out in a boat, you should have a motorcycle helmet because they're jumping in the boat. <laughs> and you don't want to get hit by one of those things. <laughs> it's like the silver carp. Uh, no, actually, there's been a, a pretty good bite on uh, on Winnie, and uh, as we mentioned a little bit last week, those fish have moved off the shore breaks now for the most part, and they're out in the structure, they're out on the humps, and uh, if you're at all familiar with Winnie, you know there's lots of humps out there, but there truly is a uh, cautionary note here. The water is about 20 inches, 20-some inches above normal. And, uh, in fact, uh, as long as Kim and Rick have been at their resort, which has been well over 10 years, it's the highest water they've ever seen. And the, uh, the dangerous part has come in that there's a lot of bogs that have busted loose this week. And so there's lots of bogs floating around on the lake. And some of these are as big as 25 to 30 feet in length. And so, obviously, it's not so dangerous in the daytime. But if you're going to be boating on um, the lake in the evenings or at night, you really need to be careful because there's a lot of bogs, and some of them aren't that big. But, you know, if you're going wide open and you hit a bog, uh, that's going to be a dangerous situation. So the, the walleye bite has been really good. It's been very consistent up on Winnie. And uh, it's been uh, kind of a leech bite now and a crawler bite. The middle bite has tapered off quite a bit. So uh, don't be afraid to start going with uh, uh, Lindy rigs, and don't be afraid to start pulling uh, spinner baits with uh, – crawlers and leeches. It's it's been very good. And uh, high banks, just to throw in a little plug for high banks before we get off of that lake, uh, they've been doing very well. Uh, There are a few openings here in July, so if you're looking for a lake where there's still a darn good bite, uh, give high banks a call and you can check them out on their website. It's just high High banks resort on Winnie. Then jumping down into the Brainerd area, uh, the water's warming up and a couple of my uh, guide buddies who are really into bass, said the bass fishing is really starting to turn on. And, uh, you know, that's not unusual now. And things are greening up a little bit. We talked a little bit before about the vegetation being not very green yet because it's been so cold, such a long spring that's been spread out like it has. But now that's starting to, uh, the vegetation is greening up, 
and the bass are moving into those vegetative areas. And so don't be afraid to be looking anywhere from 3 to 12 to 14 feet uh, on a typical day. And you can either, even go further uh, on some high sunny days. You might want to even look a little bit deeper. Uh, plastic worms have been ver- working very, very well on uh, small jigs. And so that would be something to try if you're into the bass fishing. Uh, North Long Lake is still kicking out some walleyes in that 17 to 19 to 20 feet of water. And uh, Lindy rigs are working pretty well now, uh, and jigs and minnows will still work. Uh, uh, red-tailed chubs uh, probably are the, I would guess, the main choice for most of us right now at this time of the year. And uh, Gall Lake is still kicking out walleyes. Uh, you got to work for them, and uh, we've talked about this before. It used to be that leeches and bobbers in the Brainerd area were used by some anglers. But because of the clear water we have now, it's becoming a go-to technique for catching walleyes. So don't be afraid to get off the weed lines. Uh, take a, uh, If you can find some areas where you know there are fish or if you, if you mark some fish, back off them, uh, throw off that uh, leech and under a slip bobber, and I think you might be surprised you might pick up a few. There's also still some uh, a bite off and on going on up in the whitefish chain. Uh, I would say upper whitefish. And middle whitefish are probably your best bets. And uh, you can go down 20, 20 to 25, 26 feet of water and look for those fish in that area. And you'll see them on your, on your graphs, on your fish finder, and go ahead and work them over. And I think you'll find a few that you're going to find some fish there too. And the lake I kind of picked out this week to feature um, uh, is uh, Edwards. And I know a lot of people in the Brainerd area, of course, are familiar with Edwards, and it's one of the lakes well-known in the past for really nice crappies. But Edwards is a good walleye lake, too. It can be. It's a lake of uh, 2,574 acres. It's located just north of Merrifield uh, on County Road 4. A public access is located on the west side of the lake, and this lake is heavily developed with 189 homes and cabins and three resorts having a total of 30, 37 cabins and 28 campsites along five or 9.4 miles of shoreline. The lake's maximum depth is 75 feet, and about 59% of the lake is 15 feet deep or less. It's uh, got a lot of really unique aquatic plant community there, very, very diverse, which makes uh, good habitat for bass, northerns, panfish, you name it. The walleyes are stocked annually about 2 million a year. And uh, there's been a few ups and downs in those years, like there are in most lakes. But um, the average size in the last data that I looked at was about uh, 19, size 19.2 inches and about 2.8 pounds. That's a pretty good average. If you're going to pull a lindy rig in that lake, it can be a little frustrating because there is an algae in the bottom of that lake and it does sort of clog up. Uh, it's, it's probably easier to fish it with a jig and a minnow, but uh, it, it can be a very good lake. Uh, it's got good populations of bass, um, and it's got a lot, pretty good population of northern pike, too. So if you're looking for someplace to go different than where you've been going over the past, uh, give Lake Edwards a try. And again, that uh, public landing is on the west side of the lake. It's easy to get to. It's easy to get in and out of. And uh, good luck. So great stuff as always. Ray Gildow, Nisswa Guides League. You can check him out at raygildow.com as well as all over social media. Ray, I appreciate it. Great info as always, and we will chat with you here real soon, okay? All right. Sounds good, Brian. We'll talk to you next week. 
Let's head out to Mille Lacs, get the story out there from Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service. And uh, Steve, here we go uh, into the 4th of July weekend. Uh, we've had some warmer temps. Uh, we'll see what things are going to progress going into this weekend. But uh, how are things out there in the Big Pond? You know, Brian, the Big Pond has not been disappointing a lot of people. It's, it's been a little slow since all those major storms and torrential flooding. My God, my cabin next to Mille Lacs, uh, Brian, I can't, uh, the ground can't take no more. But the bite has been pretty good for everything. We're looking at smallmouth bass, largemouth bass, walleye northern. Uh, muskies are starting to make a little comeback, too. What's odd is a month ago, when it was opening day of muskie season, the water temperature is the same now as it was back then. That's how much it dropped and finally got back. So, yeah, things have been going okay. How has that affected muskie fishing, Steve? Because, uh, obviously, what you look for is the more we get into summer, the higher the water temps go. But when you say the water temp is the same now as it was for opener, that has to be a big challenge for you. It has been. You know, one major cold front after another, Brian, has really put the fishing into a dilemma. You know, if you have one or two cold fronts within a month, not a heck of a lot happening, but we've had like five, six of them, seven of them in the last month, and these are major cold fronts. That puts too much stress and pressure on all fish, especially the big muskies and stuff, because they love the shallow water to begin with. Uh, like I said, it's right now back up to 71, 72 degrees, you know, which is great, but it's been a lot of stress on the fish, especially the muskies. Weeds are very abundant in most places. Uh, as far as a deep weed line edge, you're going, Brian, you know, anything out to uh, 10, 12, 14 feet is a little sporadic, but they're starting to get better looking. All the bays are looking pretty good. It's the, um, right now, the mid-lake structure bays like Vineland Bay. You know, those areas are a little little anorexic. The weeds are coming up, but it's a, it's a main basin, a little bit colder waters and temperatures, and with everybody, everything being three weeks behind, that's going to be normal. So continue, if your advice would be continue to work the bays? I would definitely be continuing to work the bays. Right now they transition out of the two- to four-foot mode. You might have a few left in that shallow water, Brian, but they're moving right now from anywhere to four feet to ten, even 12 feet of water. What I would do is fish the cabbage weeds break lines where it goes from like about 8 feet down to 12, 14 feet with a steep drop-off nearby. Uh, Isle Bay, where a couple of those big fish were taken earlier this uh, season, has been real good for some people. It breaks down to 22, 26 feet there, all the way down to 32-foot hole. So you find those main breaks, like from 7 feet, all of a sudden 8 feet goes right down to 26 and more. Those are your producers. The fish have the nice opportunity to go back into the uh, deeper water for security and come in shallow with the thick weeds and feed. I would imagine, too, hitting those would be the same for pike, too. Uh, definitely. You know, right now the bigger pike are a little scarce. We've only taken one at 20 pounds. All the rest has been really, everything has been under, I would say, a good 7 pounds which is not normal this time of year. We should be banging some bigger ones. But, you know, like we always say, it is what it is. Yeah, and then people have told me, too, with walleye out there, obviously catch and release uh, only, uh, uh, Steve, but slip bobbers have been the way to go right now. It has been. I'm glad you mentioned that. I love slip bobber fishing. I talked to a lot of guys, well, we're Lindy rigging, Steve, and we're not getting them, but we're seeing people killing them left and right with bobber fishing. And I'll ask them, well, have you tried bobber fishing? Well, most of them hate the idea of bobber fishing, or they don't even want to talk about it. You know what? Whatever it takes to catch fish. You know, we're taking more uh, walleyes up to eight, eight and a half pounds, you know, on muskie equipment, on pike equipment. And then bobber fishing for them, it's definitely a win-win situation, Brian. And is that in the bays too, Steve, or out in the main basin? Can you still have some success out there? You can have success right now for walleyes, Brian, all over. 
in the weed beds out in the main basin. The flats a couple of days ago were dead calm. You should have seen all the people on the flats. And a lot of them were bobber fishing. You know, so yeah, it's all over. Weed beds over on the flats, over in the sand. Uh, right now, I would go with a small lead head jig onto, uh, attached to a float. Don't fish more than uh, three, four inches off the bottom. With, you don't even need a jumbo leech no more. A good size, uh, good size large leech basically is going to be all you need. Sounds like everything's happening out there on the Laxon, Steve. It has been. I had a gentleman and his son a few days ago. We were bobber fishing for pike. You know, I love that too. But we weren't sitting stationary. You know, we got them in those quick strike rigs that you troll real slow with, you know, a half mile an hour. And we're going in and out of the weeds. And we had two minnows completely, completely shredded all to heck. Never got the fish boated, but that's what happens. That's that's pike fishing, just like musky fishing. Sure. Well, interesting. That's a, a lot happening out on the lax. Steve Saponiak, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. Appreciate the info, buddy. As always, we will talk to you soon, okay? My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we'll head up to Leech Lake and find out what's happening up there with Jason Freed with Leisure Outdoor Adventures when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we bring in Jason Freed with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Jason always keeps a very close eye on Leech Lake for us. He spends a lot of time up there. And, uh, Jason, here we are, are here into uh, Fourth of July weekend, which is kind of par for the course, the way fishing's been, and, and you've really been fighting through some uh, some bug hatches one after another up there on Leech. Yeah, you know, last week, right around this time, uh, last Wednesday, I mean, we we kind of been waiting for it, and then all of a sudden we started getting some warmer weather, and I always said when we got about two days in a row of just nice warm weather with some, maybe a little bit of wind, but not much wind, things were going to explode, and uh, we had the ultimate fishing camp last Wednesday, we finished up, and the guides came in and said, holy cow, the mayflies, the big ones came out uh, last night, and uh, they were seeing them all over the graph, all over the water, and so we're going on about a good week now of, of the large mayfly hatch, and it's happening all over the lake. Um, you know, we're still catching fish. Uh, it just uh, it just creates more of a food source uh, for wildlife to eat, and uh, so you know you're just you're competing against mayflies. You're comp- you know competing against small young of the year perch, crayfish, and uh, so you just gotta you know kind of change tactics a little bit, and and uh, sometimes think outside the box a little bit, and just understand that. Uh, you're going to find some schools of walleyes that are going to be actively feeding, and you can catch those. You're going to find some schools of walleyes who have been eating all day long and have decided just to take a break for the day. So uh, moving around, finding active schools, uh, and then just kind of really pick, you know, picking fish off as you go because um, you're going to find some fish in the school that are going to be actively feeding, and then you're going to find some fish in the school that are just going to slowly settle back down towards the bottom, and uh, you know, then you're just going to have to kind of move on. You know, So we're kind of hitting that time where you just can't sit in one area for two hours and, you know, kind of catch fish, you're going to have to kind of stick and go. You know, and you've talked on the show before, Jason, uh, you know, some people when they hear bug hatch, they just think, all right, I'm not going to fish until this is all over. Why even bother? But you've actually found ways to have success fishing through that uh, through the years. You know, and I, I totally think that uh, it kind of gets um, overhyped as a really, really bad situation. I think when the bugs are going, the fishing is good and the fish are still going to bite. It's when we kind of get to the tail end of the bug hatch and then after the bug hatch where there's just been so much bait that those fish have eaten and eaten and eaten and their stomachs are swollen and 
in full that that's when it gets to be pretty tough. And so um, I really think what you have to do this time, you know, this time of year is you got to be aggressive. Um, you got to cover ground. Uh, you know, using things like spinners. Um, you know, pulling spinners, um, whether it's a crawler harness um, with a Colorado blade, uh, whether it's using, uh, you know, um, something like our butterfly blade from Northland Tackle with a slow death hook, um, you know, and just covering ground and, and working long areas uh, and paying really close attention to your graph. I mean, if you're seeing fish spread out all over, a, over a long area, those are perfect fish to troll uh, this time of year, whereas if fish are congregated in an area, and, and they're not moving, that's when you want to switch up and use something like a jigging wrap or, you know, something that's going to be a little bit more aggressive or just slowing down working some of those fish over with even a Lindy rig. But um, this is the time of year now where reaction bites, fish are spread out. There's a lot of bait. They don't have to be schooled up as much. And so whether it's trolling spinners on bottom bouncers, whether it is trolling crankbaits, that bite's going to start to pick up. You know, number five, number seven, shad wrap is, is tough to beat. Um, but because there's so much bait... Uh, and like I mentioned, the bugs and the perch and the crayfish, that these fish are going to be a lot more spread out, and that's where trolling comes into play. And uh, it, it not only allows you to cover ground and find active fish, but also, um, you know, you really give yourself a chance to to, con- to connect with fish and, and create a more of a reaction bite rather than just kind of slowly working through them. And so uh, this time of year, I'm going to have two presentations rigged up on my boat. I'm going to have reaction-style baits, um, jigging wraps, crankbaits, spinners, um, and then I'm going to have the slow things, things that once I find those fish, if they aren't reacting to those reaction bites, um, I'm going to have slip bobbers rigged up. I'm going to have Lindy rigs rigged up and I'm going to have crawlers. I'm going to have leeches. And, uh, you know, even as we get into summer now, uh, you know, just bigger minnows can be good too, uh, for those bigger fish. But, uh, it's definitely, uh, you got to kind of have the whole toolbox ready to go. Um, you know, and so, and, 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 and don't let it frustrate you because, you know, it is going to be a tough time of year and, you know, it seems like any time around the 4th for about, you know, 10 days or so, we kind of hit a lull um, where it's maybe not as easy to go out and put a bunch of walleyes in the boat. It gets to be a little bit tougher. And so, you know, don't let that frustrate you. That's just part of the challenge. And when you do figure something out, you know, kind of run with it. And, and then also take advantage of some of those feeding windows because that's going to be the other thing. Those fish are going to eat and they're going to bite. They're just not going to do it all day long. And you just have to find those feeding windows. And, and they're like people, you know. We like to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And and we have certain times of the day where we eat, and the walleyes are going to be the same way. You mentioned, Jason, thinking outside the box a little bit, too. Are there certain plastics that could come into play uh, when going after walleyes through a bug hatch as well? Yeah, you know, that's the other thing. You know, when you do, we are trolling spinners, a lot of times you're, you're finding it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, nature's you know food chain in which you have these bugs that are hatching, and then you have these perch that are eating the bugs as well as the walleyes, but all walleyes are also going to go congregate where those perch are because they're going to be eating the perch as well. So, um, you know, what can be frustrating is when you are pulling Lindy rigs or, or pulling spinners and you're using a night crawler, for example, that, you know, you're getting all those pecks and the perch are pulling your bait off and whatnot. And so that's where using, um, you know, Northland makes some really, really good uh, impulse plastics, for example, where uh, just using an impulse crawler, um, and getting that on there, kind of allow, what it allows you to do is bite off the perch, but it also allows you to go a little bit faster. And um, and I think that going faster now as we get into July is actually better. You know, I, I like to slowly troll along kind of mid-June, you know, anywhere from like a point eight to one mile an hour. Then as we get into July, um, you know, going like 1.2, 1.3 with spinners, 
Uh, and then even crankbaits, you know, getting up there in like two, three, two, four, two, five. And, uh, but those plastics can play a big role. And then, you know, it, it never fails. You can catch fish on a jig all year. And so a jig and a plastic, um, you know, there's all kinds of them out there, but, um, you know, swim baits, um, anything that would or mimic a minnow. Uh, and then, but the big thing people want to do, the biggest mistake they make with, with a jig and a plastic is they think they have to do it, use it like it's a normal jig and a minnow. And you really have to use it more like a jigging wrap and really making hard snapping actions. And once again, that all goes back to the reaction bite uh, when it comes to a walleye. So um, it's not a finesse presentation as it is much more of an aggressive reaction style presentation. And you said, too, I mean, if you don't want to bang your head against the wall, if the walleyes aren't cooperating, there are other things people can take advantage of. How's the bass fishing been up there on Leech? You know, that's the bass fishing is really going to take off. This is the time of year where I kind of start to switch gears a little bit. I start to get off leech a little bit. Uh, I go find other lakes. You know, if the walleye fishing isn't going good on leech, uh, you know, I may run some other lakes that are nearby, um, whether they're smaller lakes, whether they're bigger lakes like Cass, for example. Um, you know, but the bass, the bass are going to start setting up really well. They're going to get out on the weed edges. And there are so many lakes in the Walker, Hackensack, Longville area that are so full of largemouth and smallmouth and great multi-species action, and it sets up really well. And you can do the simple things as, you know, for some people, pulling a Lindy rig around, and you're going to catch a lot doing that, um, or just casting plastics, um, you know, jigs, um, all kinds of different things you can catch them on. That's the fun thing about it. But um, and a lot of times, you know, you can pick these lakes and you can go fish them, and if fishing, you can't find them, you just move on to the next one. But um, it's definitely a great way just to get out fishing and enjoy it. I mean, so if you're coming up for, you know, a long weekend and, you know, walleye fishing hasn't been very good for a day and a half for you, um, you know, seek out some of these smaller lakes, go, you know, go to local bait shops, uh, give us a call uh, or whatnot, and we can get you kind of pointed in the right direction. But, I mean, there are so many of them up there that, um, you know, it, it starts small and, you know, pick some of these smaller lakes that aren't going to be intimidating to break down and uh, you can really be rewarded with some great multi-species fishing. And, I mean, everything from largemouth, smallmouth, um, walleyes mixed in pike, uh, for some people, I know a couple guys in the Longville area who do a lot of crappie and bluegill fishing in the middle of July. People kind of forget about that, but those fish are sitting right in the weeds and can be easily caught as well. Um, you know, so it's just it's just kind of like I said, thinking outside the box and maybe uh, not always thinking about the you know the walleye factory that is Leech Lake and thinking about some other spots and places to go fishing because there's some hidden gems up in our area that uh, people oftentimes forget about. One last thing on Leech, uh, Jason. Anything to report on the musky front? Uh, you know, things are going to really start to take off here. I'm starting to hear more and more. Um, you know, Toby, one of our Augusta guys, has been out a few times. He has some success during the ultimate fishing camp uh, with some muskies. Um, the trolling bite's going to probably start to slow down a little bit because those fish, as, as we've gotten this warm weather, the water temps are now, you know, I've seen anywhere from 74 to 76 degrees. And as that starts to really stabilize, um, the muskies are going to start to set up on a lot of the main lake reefs um in some of those areas and so that's when guys are going to start switching over casting bucktails uh glide baits um top waters and just being a lot more aggressive and so typically after the fourth you know you talk to all the musky nuts they'll say right after the fourth as we get into mid-july that's when the lake like it flips a switch and um and guys start seeing a lot more fish the fish are much more aggressive and and, and moving and uh i mean then once you get mid-july all the way through august and then into September is some really, really good musky fishing on Leech Lake. And so, um, yeah, if you if you like to cast, you like to do that kind of thing, um, you're going to see more and more guys coming up to Leech now here in mid-July. And, and as the water warms, those fish are going to become a lot more active. 
There you go. Jason Freed, Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Check him out at leisureoutdooradventures.com, all over social media as well. Great stuff as always, buddy. I appreciate the time. Uh, Jason, we will talk to you next week, okay? That sounds good. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Lakes Area Flood and Fire are your local flood, fire, and mold restoration specialists in the Lakes Area. From the ground up, they want to protect your investment and the health of you and your home or business. Instead of simply fixing the symptoms, they dig down to the root of the cause so it doesn't happen again. Their staff is IICRC certified and has an impressive track record of successful remediation projects and flood dryouts. Lakes Area Flood and Fire, providing services that help keep your home and family safe. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we always love to talk to Brian and Bro Brosdahl, get his uh, insight on things, and something I wanted to talk to you about, Bro, because you were quoted in, in an article I was reading at anglingbuzz.com, and I, I encourage people to check it out. Uh, they talked about the top eight walleye lakes in the state of Minnesota, and these are in no particular order, so we're not ranking them from one to eight. These are just you know eight lakes that they picked, and I wanted to pick your brain on each one of these. And we'll just spend sure. spend a little bit of time on each one. And I know you fish every one of these lakes, so that's why I wanted to ask you. We'll start on Leech. Which what makes that special? Leech Lake has fertile, shallow uh, water uh, that warms fast. It has a deep, cold, clear, like super deep water, like in Walker Bay and Cavacona Bay. And then in the center, uh, it's all usable. the The main lake averages about fifteen feet with some holes that go to 35 um there's there's it's such a dynamic lake with vegetation so there's uh, weed walleyes and there's tons of rock walleyes there's there's uh massive schools of walleyes that uh just stay to an area you could pick a part of the lake and just go there obviously um you want to pick the shallow stuff first and then work your way back but uh it's a great it's a great lake because you could find the bite no matter the week going into the summer and into, as the summer progresses uh it's it's a very easy lake to pattern lake of the woods is obviously an extremely large body of water so that makes that tricky but I, I tell you what i mean that's the lake it seems like whenever you talk to people even in the wintertime when you want to go get walleyes uh lake of the woods is probably one of the best bets you can take well and also it gets it gets massive attention in the wintertime and uh in the spring on rainy river but it doesn't get the huge attention right now, and it is—it's as easy as it gets. A jig and a minnow. Uh, if you, if you can't get emeralds, a jig and a uh, rainbow, a jig and a fathead. Those walleyes just eat. Throw down the anchor or drift with a jig, uh, and you don't have to go way out the middle nowhere. You're just going on the edge of uh, Pine Island or or any of the points like Rocky Point or anywhere you could access. Get out to the break line that meets the main basin and uh, you'll catch fish from war road to rocky point down to budette you just get out to the edge edge of the island and uh those fish aren't always in the 20s sometimes they're up in 14 and uh i always like to try the shallow fish first because they tend to be bigger and you'll catch a few trophies up there when they're active you can't beat it it's it's uh like a canadian experience right there in minnesota and then it's a lot of fun uh to to get out there and catch fish jigging and and it's not a, a rip jigging it's a slow methodical 
lift and fall and let them take it. The water's a little darker. It's got bog stain, uh, gold jigs, uh, pink jigs. Uh, but also, I did really well on watermelon RZ jigs. That's probably was the best one on the, the big walleye giveaway I did up there. So it's a lake, if you can go, a, a blast. It's a lot of fun. Staying with uh, the northern part of the state, Upper Red is always, bro, one of the destination lakes the first couple of weeks of the season, maybe even the first month of the, the spring walleye season. Why is that? A red lake heats fast, especially near Washkish, because it's shallow. And the, the walleyes that spawn in the Tamarack River are hanging around at the mouth. And, and they don't all spawn on the river. It's just a small percentage, but that percentage is, is huge. And, uh, you know, just, just remember, you don't have to go very far from there. Three or four feet of water is where the fish are at, because the water's so dark. And that is a slip dragon dream. Put together a slip bobber and a jig and just drag it. And when, once you find a school of fish, stop. You know, and I use a talon. When it's calm you just or not super rough, you could just press the button and the spike goes in the water and holds you there. Or you just throw the anchor over the side, and uh, the fish just keep coming through. And there's a lot of fish in that three and a half to four feet of water. It's just amazing how shallow they are. One lake that's close to home for you and you spend a lot of time on is Winnie. What do you like about that lake? Winnie is super healthy right now. Uh, Winnie is uh, loaded with uh, keeper-sized fish. It's phenomenal right now for walleyes and was my best lake all winter. I I never had to go anywhere else. Uh, I love Leech. I love uh, uh, all the other lakes in the area. But Winnie is loaded with fish. And it seems like the best-kept secret lately because outside of July and August when the tourism season's at the top, Winnie is pretty slow right now for boats, and if you want to get away from the crowds, go to Winnie and get on. And there, you don't have to fish by the boats. There's so many spots there that have fish. It's amazing. One thing about Winnie I've always noticed, Matt Brewer and I always joke about this. Nobody talks over there. You never hear anything oh. off of Winnie. No, well, <laughs> that's that's the one thing is uh, it, it does get some of the same local pressure, but uh, – no, it's the same uh, anywhere up the Highway Two corridor. You're not going to get them to spill the beans too much, but <laughs> it's a really, it's a really dynamic fishery, and uh, it fishes the same as all of our lakes in the area, from uh, Detroit Lakes to uh, Bemidji to you know Gull Lake and Brainerd. It all fishes basically the same, jigging a minnow or a rig, and uh, it's that simple. But just remember, the water quality is amazing. It's getting clearer and clearer. So it's kind of a malax situation where you need to maybe get a little farther away from the boat. And uh, rigs are, are really good, especially when the water gets up in the 60s. But right now you can do well on jigs. Vermilion is one of my favorite lakes. I, I opened up there last year. It's just first of all, it's pristine. It's it's beautiful scenery and everything. But also you can really uh, clean up on fish there too, right, bro? Oh gosh, Vermilion is like fishing in a postcard. It's uh, a <laughs> It's beautiful rocky outcroppings and pine trees and islands. And pay attention to the buoys because they are marking something that wants to bite you. Uh, but there's walleyes. Seems like on every reef and and every steep ledge off an island. And it's a bottom bouncer's dream. You could jig. You're, you're jigging right on the brakes, and uh, you just keep moving. You'll you'll get pods of fish stacked in different areas. I love fishing there. When I go there, I'm more of a tourist than a guide. Um, there's plenty of guides over there and I guide my area, but when I go there, it's just a blast of fish. And, uh, 
there's everything in that lake. Uh, there's a lot of people chasing the giant muskies out there, and and uh, there's smallies. There's a little bit of everything. And smallmouth bass are a fun surprise. You know when you're out chasing walleyes and they're biting, you're going to get walleyes, but it's nice to get something that jumps and fights like crazy once in a while. And uh, that lake's loaded with smallies. It always has been. And uh, But the walleyes, you never know. You get a 10-pounder out there. It's It's got trophy-sized fish, but it's got good numbers of eaters. And the, and the walleye population is a lot higher than it has been in the past. Two more lakes we want to touch on here on our top eight uh, walleye lakes here in the state of Minnesota, according to anglingbuzz.com. Uh, and these are not ranked uh, by any means. We're just you know throwing out the eight of them there. And uh, two that we really don't talk about much on the show, and that's my fault. Um, we, we really need to start talking maybe a little bit more about them. One of them, bro, is Rainy Lake. Uh, you spent oh, a little time yeah. up there. What, what do you like about that lake? Rainy Lake is is uh just a awesome lake just loaded with fish it's so loaded uh you can catch walleyes anywhere in the middle of summer and on an 80 degree day catch walleyes in the weeds in the back bays fishing for bass Uh, but rainy lake has reefs and they're all full of fish every single day (laughs) and bring lots of leeches you're going to go through all of them they love leeches up there and but when i'm fishing uh bass tournaments up there we catch tons of walleyes pitching uh plastics like impulse paddle tails and flukes on a on a jig head like an rz jig head so we've caught tons of walleyes and eater size fish on artificials and uh, but if you really want to get on them a uh, leech and a bottom bouncer uh, and just drag it slow like a rock runner bottom bouncer from northland it's a shorter bottom bouncer just tap tap the rocks and keep it moving don't need a long leader three or four feet and a little bead in front of your hook and then go and Billy crawlers, but by far the leeches are hot up there. And expect a lot of fish. You can wear your arms out. So we ran through seven: Rainy Lake, Leech, Lake of the Woods, Malax, Upper Red, Winnie, Vermilion. One last one is west of town here that we don't talk a lot about, uh, and that's Otter Tail, bro. Do you know? Have you spent a little time on that lake? Absolutely. I've done tournaments there and uh, done well. Uh, the, the lake. <laughs> it's one of those lakes that. I live in northern Minnesota, but I'd love to have a cabin near Otter Tail. Otter Tail has so many walleyes in it, it's unbelievable. Every time I've been there, I just can't believe they're they're everywhere, and there's big ones. But most, you know, the big size in there is that uh, 23 to 24-inch range, but there's so many uh, keeper-sized fish, it just it blows my mind. Uh, and it's not a super busy lake. I mean, there's a few boats around it, but... Um, it's one of those lakes that I'm glad I had a chance to fish and, uh, I will be fishing there this summer because every time I've been there, I've caught tons of walleyes and it fishes like a a book. It has, it's been mapped. Um, there's rocks, there's weeds, there's reefs. And, uh, I've done well, really shallow. There are times of the year that they go a little deeper off the edges, but uh, get up in the shallows and you could pitch, you could slip bobber fish. Uh, that's about the best and also rig. And it fishes just like fishing out on gull or, or leech. Uh, and I think it's gets less crowds. During tournament times, they have a few tournaments out there. It gets busy. But uh, all the tournament people that do fish it all say the same. They love that lake. It's a blast. So if you want to check out the top eight uh, walleye lakes, according to anglingbuzz.com here in Minnesota, you can head to our website, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. There's more information and and uh, some other tidbits for you to check out. But uh, we appreciate Brian Bro Brosdahl 
and his insight on that. Uh, bro, if people want more information on you or maybe want to book a guide trip and go fishing with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, just uh, check me out at brosguideservice.com. Or you can look me up on Facebook or Twitter. So there you go. Bro, I appreciate it. I know you're really busy hey. this time of year, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us. And, oh, uh, no problem. Thanks, and we'll see everybody on the water. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Chef Joel joins us again. Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, 371 North in Baxter. Another great venison recipe this week, uh, Joel. You know me, I love mushrooms, I love pasta, I love venison. So why not mushroom and venison pasta? Sounds awesome. It's a beautiful combination. (laughs) So we're going to take some pretty awesome venison steaks, season them up however you like, and uh, we're just going to grill those up ahead of time. Bring them up to, you could even really bring those up to a a rare, you know, and just let them sit um, because we're going to end up dicing them up. And we're going to add them to our pasta. So we can dice that up, set it aside, and we'll start working on our working on our sauce. We'll take some onions and some bacon chopped up. And we'll saute that off, get the bacon nice and crispy, onions kind of translucent. We'll add in some mushrooms. You know, you can kind of go with, with any kind of mushrooms you like. Uh, I made this at work with a, uh, a blue oyster mushroom, which is the really cool kind of... Uh, looks like medusa almost mushroom it's really crazy (laughs) we made it with that um any kind of mushroom you like a button a cremini whatever you have so add some of those chopped up into our into our uh onions and bacon a little bit of garlic let that cook down add in some sherry cooking wine let that reduce down a little bit by half add in some heavy cream let that cook down and finally we'll add in our diced up venison just to bring that up to temperature, kind of bring that to a you know a medium rare once you get in there if it starts out rare. And then we're going to add in some uh, cooked pasta. Any pasta of choice will, will work out great. I think a, a penne would be really nice in there. And we'll just uh, serve that up, a little Parmesan on top. It's good to go. I think Matt Brewer would find this recipe awesome because he's got a whole bunch of morels that he had been picking. So That would be perfect. Yeah, so this is something I'm sure Matt will be all over. And... You're the expert when it comes to cooking, but I will weigh in on this. You had mentioned, you know, maybe cook those venison, you know, when you're grilling them rare. Yeah, because the the more they're going to dry out quick. If you bring it to a mid-rare, a medium, the more it sits, it's going to lose its juices. You dice it up, add it to your pasta, it's... It's going to be tough. There. There you go. If you want to give it a try, head to our website, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com, and you can try mushroom and venison pasta. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, 371 North. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Brian. And that will wrap up this week's show. And, of course, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. You can also stream the show live if you're out of town or away from your radio. BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com is where you want to go for that. Click on the Listen Live tab, as well as check out our sponsors page while you're there. And you can also check us out all over the podcast networks, wherever you download podcasts. Search Brainerd Outdoors. And uh, give us a like, a rate, and a review. We'd appreciate that as well. And subscribe, too. Uh, We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon.
Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liebax Marine in Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Red your truck accessory pros join brian moon saturday mornings at seven sunday evenings at seven and monday mornings at five right here on b93.3